hours every weekday covering everything from Torah, Parsha, holidays and so much more. This is 101.9 High FM, Soul to Soul. And welcome back to Soul to Soul. I'm Rabbi Ari Kiban. It's great being with you here this wonderful afternoon. We are getting ready now for the Shabbos project. And one of the exciting events I want to inform everyone about, I'm not sure if you have seen or know where this year's Avdala concert is taking place. I'm very proudly involved in organizing this spectacular event, and you don't want to miss the Avdala concert this Saturday night, Motzei Shabbos, at the Santon Shulhol 8 p.m. We're at the quarter past eight. This year is going to feature the Derech Achim Band live. Today we're doing sound checks. We're making sure it's going to be ready and fabulous for you. We followed with the Lechatchila Orchestra and the Havdalah will be recited by a world-renowned international singing sensation Arya Leib Horowitz, who's here for the Johannesburg Jewish Male Choir concert that's taking place on Sunday. But you'll get to hear him Saturday night as he will do the Havdalah ceremony. He's got a very powerful and Lebedekah style to him. You don't want to miss it. This is going to be at the Havdalah concert, a unity project of Santon Shul, of the Santon Central Shul Chabad, as well as Orsamer Santon. And please, God, this will serve for as a refuah shlema for Rabbi Kranis, who spearheaded this project. And please, God, he will be healthy and well. And since we're very excited about Havdalah, I thought it would be appropriate to share with you some ideas about the Havdalah. You know, when do we do the Havdalah? The skies have darkened. The sun has set. We experienced an amazing, spectacular Shabbos project once again. But the evening sky is still ablaze with this magnificent afterglow. And when I think about Havdalah, I think about how do you know if you really truly love a person? And I'm thinking, my wife and I, thank God, last week celebrated our 10th wedding anniversary. And I think and recall to the days, to the year of our dating, of courting each other. And you imagine when you love someone very much and you're standing there on the street or you're sitting in the car, you're meant to part ways, to say goodbye to each other. And what happens then? You just can't leave. You're standing there, you walk to the corner and then you realize you can't walk away from each other. And then she also walked to the corner but realizes she can't walk away either. And we turn around I turn around, she turns around, you turn around. It's, you know, you're both standing at the corner. You're facing each other. You run back to each other. You just can't leave. That means you're really, truly in love with each other. And when I recall those special moments of getting to know each other, I think about the Havdalah. If you really can't separate someone from the person, then you know you're in love with them. When you're on the phone with your spouse, even though you said your goodbyes, that you just can't hang up, you keep schmoozing. That's love. And that's Shabbos. Shabbos never ends. Yeah, I know, at 6.58 p.m. on Saturday evening, Shabbos will be over. But what do we Jews do when Shabbos is over? We start pulling out the wine again, we light another candle, we pull out the spices... We begin making Kiddush all over again. Hold on, didn't we do that again? Didn't we do that already Friday evening? But we just can't separate. We're in love 
with Shabbos. And so that's what we do at Avdala. That's what we're going to do at the Avdala concert. It's time to say our formal farewell, our goodbye to Shabbos, and we call that Avdala. And when you recite Avdala, it's a brief but very charming ceremony that we say, we recite it over wine, we have the fire, we have the basama and the spices, and it focuses on the separation between the sacred time of Shabbos and the secular time, the mundane period of the weekdays. I think about Havdalah, and I think about it's the meaning of the Havdalah ceremony. It's that we've just been renewed and spiritually charged by Shabbos, and especially a magnificent Shabbos where so many people make the effort of keeping it together. And so what do we do? We come together singing it together. That's how we conclude the Shabbos. We take that elevated spirit of Shabbos, and we're now going to transition. We're going to bring it into the week. So we take the sweet taste of the wine that we welcomed Shabbos with. We take the uplifting scent of Shabbos that's symbolized by the besame and by the spices. We take that aroma. We say we can't leave it. We want it to penetrate and to permeate the days of our week that are coming in. And so the main feature of Havdalah is indeed the torch, the fire, the candles that are intertwined with each other because it's telling us, Let's take the rays of Shabbos and, let's, and, and, and let it filter through and shine to the rest of the week. So during Havdalah, we actually take all the different senses, all senses. We, take, we touch the cup of wine with our hands. We lift it up. We taste the wine in our mouths. We smell the lovely aromatic fragrance of the besamim spices. We see, we visualize the flame. We hear the chazan recite the blessing. Or if you don't make it to the concert, then of course in your own home, you hear whoever it is who makes, who recites the havdalah. And then we apply our mind to understand the separations, the divisions, to differentiate, to distinguish what this Havdalah ceremony speaks of separating between the holy and the mundane, between Shabbos and the weekdays. This signals to us that now we can evolve all of our senses in our relationship with God throughout the six days of the week that are ahead. And so we hope, just like we're going to welcome Shabbos tomorrow evening, and it will be, we're going to embrace what a wonderful, spectacular Shabbos, but take that light, the joy, the blessings, the beauty, the splendor of the Shabbos and see how you could continue it into the days of your week. That Shabbos will be a day that is not just celebrated once a week, but you take that spirit of Shabbos. You take that spirit of Shabbos and you bring it into the hectic pace, at the space of the hectic pace, I mean to say, of life that we have during our week. Today's Thursday. It's already winding down. But let the memory of Shabbos, of last Shabbos, and as we go into this Shabbos, and we take it into the Havdalah concert after Shabbos, let that experience of Shabbos linger in our senses. Let's take its inspiration and allow it to continue to illuminate, to illuminate the days of our week, to illuminate our lives in the most beautiful and appropriate way. 
and you think about, there's so much written about Shabbos, all the different themes, no doubt the various shows this week on Soul to Soul, we're all talking about Shabbos. A relationship, like we discussed, is not something that's meant to be static. Ten years is not the same as what it was ten years ago. And so that relationship, that courtship, hopefully evolves. The love grows. And different aspects of the relationship come to the fore as it develops. No doubt one appreciates a spouse ten years into the marriage, even much more so than the days they didn't want to part ways during dating. And so this is so true about our relationship with God, our relationship with Shabbos. The bond of Shabbos that we experience only intensifies as we go deeper into Shabbos. And it's interesting because in the prayers, not just in the prayers, quoting, going back to the Torah, the Torah says, Es Shabbososai Tishmaru. God instructs us to observe my Shabbos in plural. And there's different ways to understand what does it mean in plural. I guess the simple meaning is every week this Shabbos, so observe and rejoice every week in Shabbos. Maybe this Shabbos is more exciting than a previous Shabbos, and next Shabbos even greater. Every Shabbos that a relationship should intensify. But the Tsar gives another interesting, beautiful explanation. He says that as Shabbos evolves, the Shabbos itself, we experience a whole different level of Shabbos from when it begins on Friday evening to how it continues to Shabbos morning to how it proceeds Shabbos afternoon. The way it goes all the way through to the very end at the conclusion of Shabbos, it's called Riva Derivin. It's the sweetest of the sweet as we come to the conclusion of Shabbos. And then we take that spirit with us into after Shabbos. Imagine you buy the newspaper and you see it says in plural, Fridays, Thursdays, whatever it is, in plural. You wonder, what are we talking about? And they say, well, this Thursday morning, this Thursday afternoon, this Thursday evening. It sounds a little funny. But the Tsar's point is that when the Torah refers to Shabbos in the plural, it's teaching us that Friday night and Shabbos day, we don't just refer to them in the different time periods, one following the other. But rather, there's different entities, different elements and aspects of Shabbos that we experience. Shabbos day itself has different aspects to it. So Shabbos really consists of different stages. Beginning, of course, Friday night as we welcome Shabbos when we light the candles. But hopefully by the time Shabbos has concluded, we are so metamorphosized and transformed, we become a whole new human being. So when we understand the significance of how we grow, the different levels that we experience in Shabbos, Friday night is perhaps the time of making space. The whole week we're busy with our answering our phones, <coughs> responding to emails, all the different things, how we're just hectically busy. And all of a sudden we make that space. You go to the Tish on Friday night. You enjoy. You say, ah, finally a peaceful moment. It's about physical rest, about personal restoration. 
But then comes Shabbos morning, and you have time to wake up a little, maybe a little later than usual, but to prepare for your davening in a most unusual way, in a way that you don't have time during the week perhaps to, to receive, to experience the spiritual influences, to fill that space we've created on Friday night. And so we continue through Shabbos by bonding with God. This is what Riva Derivan is. When we come to the time, to the end of Shabbos, it's such a deeper relationship we have with God that perhaps we couldn't have had in the previous days or in the previous weeks. And this is one of the beauties of Shabbos. But it doesn't end there. As that intensity of Shabbos, as the connection comes to its peak, and the sun is gradually sinking beneath the horizon, and all of a sudden we look up and we see the stars taking over the night sky, almost without noticing, Shabbos is gone. It's disappeared just as quickly as it came. Wasn't it Rosh Hashanah the other day and now we're already a month later? What am I saying? A month? Five weeks after Rosh Hashanah. We say the chaos of the week, which we held at bay for 24 hours. All of a sudden it's back and sometimes it comes back with a vengeance. So this is where we need a dramatic transition from that spiritual climax the Riva derive in that very special moment to the anticlimax, to that sudden loss of the serenity of the beauty of the rest of Shabbos. It takes an emotional toll on us, on our psyches. And there's a moment that all of a sudden we feel bereft. Oy, Shabbos is ice. It's gone. No sooner as it came, it's already gone. We put so much time and effort preparing in for this beautiful, fabulous Shabbos and it disappears so quickly. And perhaps that's another reason why we should seize every moment we have of Shabbos and really tap into it and enjoy every moment to the fullest as we can. Suck the marrow out of the Shabbos, not just out of the Shabbos chalent bones, but also out of Shabbos joy itself. To enjoy every moment when Shabbos comes, to say to heck with, the week is gone, it's over. Now it's time to rejoice and to celebrate. We realize that the special vitality that comes with Shabbos, all of a sudden is going to disappear when Shabbos is gone. That Neshama Yaseira, the extra soul we receive in Shabbos, disappears. That's why we need the Besamim, the special fragrance, that aroma revives our soul. Because the departure of Shabbos as it leaves us is so unbearable. The Gemara tells us, Reish Lakish, one of the great Talmudic sages, who's such a wonderful personality in his own right, how he made such a dramatic change in his life. But he says that in Yeshama Yisera, that extra soul that God gives us on Shabbos, when Shabbos is over, all of a sudden it's taken back, God withdraws it from us. So, when we say the words in Kiddush, Shabbos Vayinafash, what does it mean? On a simple level it means that God seized from creative work, and rested when Shabbos comes. But the Talmud is pointing out another thing. The Talmud is saying, Shabbos, once we finish celebrating Shabbos, Vayinafash. Vayinafash, the Gemara tells us, is an old Jewish expression. Vayinafash. Vay is like an old Yiddish way. You go into the Sandringham Gardens and you'll hear some old people still saying, Vay, Vay, what's Vay? 
It's like, whoa. The word vayinafash is, vay, oy vay, my, my nefesh, my extra soul, it's gone. And so, since that extra star, since that extra soul, the Neshami Yisera, is leaving us, the extra soul of Shabbos departs, we feel bad. And we have to cons- comfort and console our soul. There's a story told of the Baal Shem Tov. He once spent Shabbos with his students in a certain village. And when the time came for Sudash Lishit for the third meal, one of the unlearned peasants of the village, a Jewish fellow, he invited many friends to join him. He said, everyone come, we're going to eat, we're going to drink. And he had this lavish meal he served for Shalashudas. And they were singing and rejoicing until Shabbos finished. And the Baal Shem Tov saw that in heaven, he saw the actions of this Jew were so deeply treasured. So he called him over. The Baal Shem Tov asks him, why do you spend so much effort, such expense, on gathering people together and sharing the third meal, the Shalashudas, with you? In fact, I recall in my childhood, a particular home of a wealthy family in the community, Shalashudas was exactly that. Very special moment and everyone would sit around the table and many, many guests, dozens of people would sit around and it was such a joyous, celebratory time. Even in my own home growing up, we enjoyed Shalashudas with such ecstasy, it was such a special moment singing this mirrors of the third meal of Shabbos and enjoying that special meal. And this simple Jew responds to the Baal with utter sincerity. He says, I know that many people say that they would like to have their loved ones with them at the end of their lives so the soul could depart in the company of their dear ones who can offer them the comfort and ease of passage into the next world. So the man says, I also know that on Shabbos, Am Yisrael, the Jewish nation, are blessed with our extra soul. But then, as the Gemara tells us, Shavas Vayinafash, that extra soul, it departs from us after Shabbos. So you know what I do, This says this simple Jew? I said to myself, let my extra soul likewise depart in the presence of friends and of loved ones in, a, in the company of singing of joy and celebration. And that's why I gather people together for Shalashudas. Let's enjoy the Sudash Lishit, this third meal together. And when the Baal Shem Tov heard this wonderful explanation, he was very pleased. And the story is brought down in Ketar Shem Tov. And I think the message of this story is it demonstrates the real sense of loss that a person experiences as the blessings that Shabbos affords us. All the wonderful rest, but not just rest, but a spiritual renaissance that we experience on Shabbos. And there it goes, it departs us. The Neshama Yaseri, that extra soul, withdraws itself. And so the proper response to these feelings shouldn't be one of depression or fleeing from Shabbos. Okay, it's over. Let's get out of here. Shabbos is terminated. Let's go to bowling and pizza. Let's find the latest movie. But rather we have to recognize that this feeling of emptiness is actually a call to fill the week with the presence, with the joy, with the meaning, with the purpose that we've experienced over Shabbos. And so that's why we all, we do Havdalah. And hopefully in our homes, we don't just do it, but we turn it into a beautiful ceremony, maybe a little mini concert with our family, with our children, gathering around and singing it with joy and celebration and harmony. 
And that's exactly what we're going to do at the Havdalah concert. We're going to sing the beauty of Havdalah in such a magnificent way that everyone will celebrate and take the joy that they experienced on Shabbos and now infuse it into the days of the week ahead. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9 FM. Let's go into some of the meaning of the Havdalah because we described how there's a little bit of a deep sense of loss because we're bidding farewell to Shabbos, but we do it with joy. We do it with celebration. We do it at a Havdalah concert. The word Havdalah, what does it mean? It means separation. And in the Havdalah, what we're doing is we're clearly demarcating the division between Shabbos and the rest of the days of the week. So when we recite Havdalah, it serves, so to say, as the counterpart of Kiddush. Just like Shabbos commenced with Kiddush, we start Shabbos remembering the day of Shabbos, the way God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. Well, when we do Havdalah, we conclude Shabbos also with a form of a Kiddush. So it's sort of both part of the commandment to remember and to sanctify Shabbos. We begin Shabbos, we recite Kiddush in order to heighten our awareness of the sanctity of the next 24 hours. We underscore how these moments are different from the rest of the days of the week that preceded us. And so when we are initiating our week, when we're starting a brand new week, we recite Avdallah. Because this assists us in recalling what the message of Shabbos is. Just as we're leaving Shabbos, we have to remember how we entered Shabbos. So in a sense, the Havdalah ceremony begins at the beginning of Shabbos. When we make Kiddush, when Shabbos starts, we're ushering in Shabbos. I love to call Shabbos, it's an oasis in time. It's an island in time. And now, as we leave Shabbos on Saturday night, a little bit forlorn, what happens is we recite the Havdalah. It's designed to empower, to strengthen us because we're girding ourselves with the optimism, with joy that even as we embark on a new week and sometimes going back to work is difficult. It's nice to have a Sunday before. But we recognize that Shabbos is a day that's permeated with spirituality, with godliness. We say we're going to take that spirituality, that godliness throughout the week. We see God at our side. God's offering us our support assisting us and allowing the inspiration of Shabbos to influence those days ahead. And so, if we could take a few moments to examine maybe some of the words, the text of the Havdalah. Like I said before, it's a multi-sensory experience. We start off, we recite some biblical verses. We recite the blessing over the wine, so we have the sense of taste. And although we don't actually drink the wine at the moment when we recite the blessing, we only drink it at the end but we hold the spices then. When we say the blessing on the basamim, we enjoy the fragrance, the aroma, the sense of smell. We then say, and I think this is the most important part after making the blessing on the multi-wick candle and uh, looking at our fingernails and our skin, the sense of sight. But there's something more. The next part, the blessing we say, is Hamavdil ben Kodesh Lachol. We bless God who makes distinctions. We pay attention to the differences 
between holy and mundane, between light and darkness, how the holiness of Shabbos contrasts with the man, with the mundane character of the rest of the week. And so we recognize the distinctions, the differences. When we look at the different elements of Havdalah, we start off with Hinei Kel Yeshua Siyavtach V'lo Evchad. That's those verses that we start with highlight our trust in God, who's a constant presence in our lives. God, God is offering us that support, that salvation. So that's the first thing we say in the Havdalah, is recognizing that God is going to be with us throughout the week as well. Rabbi Abraham J. Tversky compares this to a mother who brings her happy, smiling baby to the doctor. You come into the pediatrician's office, and what happens? I just did this. My wife actually just did this with our son the other day. And you ask the doctor to catch the baby up with his immunization injections. And what happens? The baby's screaming, crying, howling, clinging to his mother for dear life. And of course, the infant doesn't know that when mom is giving the baby to the white-coated doctor, She's only doing it to protect the baby, to protect this child from diseases. But the baby doesn't think of his mother as his betrayer. All he knows is that in this moment of pain, who does the child trust to protect him, to comfort him? It's mama. And so we think of the pages of Jewish history are stained with blood, with tears. The protective shelter of Shabbos slips away. And we're reminded that the world we're about to enter is one where we often experience sadness, misery. We often don't understand the reason for our suffering. But then we're, as Rabbi Tversky puts it, like that infant, like the baby, who instinctively trusts her mother. And in spite of our difficulties, our travails, our whatever challenges we have, we comfort ourselves by clinging to God. We recite Avdallah, Hinekel Yoshua, Evtach, God's my salvation. I'm confident. Lo'evchad, I don't fear. When our trust is strong, then we're able to turn our tears into joy. And we move forth into the week with a light, with gladness, with joy, with honor. And that's why we do it with a Havdalah concert. We do it with celebration, with joy, because that's the way we enter the week. We have the conviction. We know that indeed God is our salvation and God will be at our side throughout the days of the week. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9 High FM. We got a couple more minutes left here. We're going to talk about, we spoke before, we recite the blessing on the wine and then we're going to recite the blessing on the besamim because the fragrance enhances our mood and makes us feel refreshed, re-energized. And so we smell the spices as a means of awakening the spirit through a pleasant experience because it's a little bit unpleasant to lose our extra soul when Shabbos is leaving. But I want to then go to one more is the blessing we say on the esh, on the fire, bore more esh. Why do we make a blessing of a fire during Havdalah? And it's interesting 
because unlike the candles that we light on Friday evening that serve to bring honor to Shabbos and pleasure and peace into our homes, to the dark tish, it brings light, brightness. The fire actually has no practical function after Avdallah. There's nothing practical about it. We extinguish it immediately after we recite the blessings. So the Gemara tells us that we recite the blessing on fire as a way to commemorate the creation of fire, which the Talmud says first occurred on Saturday night. See, during the seven days of creation, the world was illuminated by a great spiritual light that didn't fade even during the nighttime. So even at night, the world was bright. But what happened was, as a result of Adam and Eve, Adam and Chava's eating from the Eitz Hadas, the tree of knowledge, they ate on Friday, just before Shabbos. So what happened was, they weren't any longer worthy of that special bright light. But because God didn't want them to feel sadness on Shabbos, God didn't hide away the light until that very first Shabbos was over. Once Shabbos concluded on Saturday night, for the very first time, Adam and Chava experienced a world that was engulfed in darkness. What were they to do? So that's when the Gemara says Adam became frightened. The darkness was so increasingly palpable, he didn't know what to do. He says, Oili, what was to me? Because of my sin, the world became dark. And the Gemara says that God heard their anguish and God gave Adam the knowledge, the information, how to ameliorate his suffering. The Gemara says that on Saturday night, God gave Adam the wisdom, or a glimpse of the wisdom, and he took two flint stones, he rubbed them together, and ah, sprang forth fire. So, by us making a blessing over fire on Saturday night, we thank God for giving us the gift of fire on the very first Saturday night. But I think there's a much deeper significance to this blessing that I want to share with you. Because the story of fire demonstrates to us how God took note of Adam's suffering. Shabbos was over. At the termination of Shabbos, there was no light. He was, he was just thrown into darkness. And so God gave him that wisdom that he needed to alleviate that misery. And so similarly, despite our feelings of loss at the end of Shabbos, the Gemara is telling us when we make that blessing over fire on Saturday night during Havdalah, it reminds us that God will be present. God will give us the fortitude, the wisdom that we need to overcome any troubles that we experience during the week, just like Adam. And so the candle, when we raise that candle, it's a testament of our ability to brighten the night and for us to confidently overcome any obstacles and challenges that we might face during the days of the week. And we conclude Avdallah with the blessing of Amavdil ben Kodesh Lechol. That final blessing is about the paradoxical nature of our interaction with the world. You see, on the one hand, we acknowledge Shabbos as being above and beyond the rest of the week. We recognize the holiness the beautiful nature separating Shabbos from the mundanity of the week. But at the same time, Havdalah reminds us to take the message of Shabbos and to integrate it into the week. 
So it's a celebration. It's a, it's a, it's a separation. And it's also an integration. We need both. Both are vital. It's a mistake to treat everything as the same without seeing any distinction between things. But at the same time, it's also a mistake to dichotomize, to treat contrast as if everything is a warring opposite. So I think this is a very important message. It's not either darkness or light, holy or profane, Shabbos or weekday, Israel or the nations. Havdalah demonstrates that both of these are important. We distinguish between the sacred and holy, between the light and the darkness, between whatever we mention. We recognize that Shabbos is over. We have to return to the days of the week. We can't have Shabbos every day of the week, but we could take a taste, a piece of Shabbos into the rest of the days of the week. Shabbos has to extend into making the rest of the days of the week holier. The light of Shabbos has to influence the darkness. The Jewish people need to be a light unto the nations of the world. And so, that is what we do. That's the power of the fire on Shabbos, on the end of Shabbos, when we conclude the Havdalah. It's about taking that light, that fire, and using it that evening at the Malava Malka at our dinner that night, using it for the Havdalah concert and singing and celebrating. It's a powerful reminder that the purpose of the entire purpose of the Shabbos project isn't just for a one-time Shabbos. I don't think that that's, a, that's the reason behind Chief Rabbi Goldstein's initiation of this project. But rather, it should influence the rest of our life. The point is to take that awareness, that concept of Shabbos, and allow it to permeate every day of the week and every aspect of our life. And so the weekdays and Shabbos shouldn't be seen as contrasts, rather as complementing each other. The week enables us to enjoy a proper Shabbos and the Shabbos helps us to live properly during the week. The Shabbos project should inspire us to keep every Shabbos in the most beautiful and magnificent way. So let's take the gift of Shabbos. All the different aspects of the rest that we endure and experience on Shabbos and experience it on this Shabbos project and take the faith, the joy that you experience in Shabbos and allow it to penetrate and permeate every day of your coming week. My friends, I'm looking forward to see every one of you, men, women, and even little children at the Havdalah concert Saturday night. There'll be chip and dip. There'll be RTG. There'll be ice cream for all. There'll be slush for free for everyone. Come celebrate the culmination, the conclusion of the Shabbos project with us at the Havdalah concert. And I look forward to greet every one of you personally, wishing you a wonderful, meaningful, and purposeful Shabbos project tomorrow. Shabbat Shalom.